0: Choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me in my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me in my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series I call calling all fathers. Malachi chapter 4 verses 5 through 6 says this, Behold, I'll send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest they come and strike the earth with a curse. And as we mentioned yesterday, this prophetic word was prophesied in Malachi the last three verses of the entire old testament and then in luke chapter one it was prophesied that this elijah the prophet was john the baptist who said the very same words about turning the hearts of the fathers to the children it's an end time revival it's an end time great awakening it's the latter rain of the spirit of god on the earth before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the lord Listen to Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 through 19 as instructions from the law, which came from Abraham's faith in Genesis chapter 18. Deuteronomy eleven eighteen through 19 says, therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be as frontlets between your eyes, and you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Well, I'm calling all fathers. There is no other scripture in the Bible that mentions anyone to raise up the children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord other than the father and the mother. There's other scriptures that talk about the master of the house. If the master of the house had known and if he was prepared, his household would have been prepared and not broken into. The vision is someone lighting the lamp in the house and putting it on a lampstand that all could see. Well, how do we do this? How would we raise our families in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? How do we bring the word of God into our life? That's what I promised to talk to you today about. I call it the family Bible revolution. I learned it at a breakfast meeting with a man named Scott Brown, who's the director of the National Center for Family Integrated Churches. I sat down with him and three other men from his ministry, and they gave me six points based upon Deuteronomy eleven eighteen through 19. It was six points on how to have family worship at home, and I've given it the name, the Family Bible Revolution. It was shocking how simple it was to me, and after I heard it, I knew this could change the world. They said there's six points. The first one is open the Bible. The second is read it to your family. The third is discuss it for how it should change your thinking and living. Fourth, pray for one another, the saints and the lost. Fifth, do it at the beginning and the end of the day. And sixth, now you're trained, go do it. I was stunned. I'd never learn how to do anything like that. I was always taught go home and read the Bible, go home and read the Bible, go home and read the Bible. And spend the rest of your days in church, working for church, and living for church, and building the church. I really wasn't taught how to build my family. I really wasn't taught how to have family worship. I did raise my children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord by way of teaching at church. I was a children's pastor, and I instructed my own children in that way, so I had an advantage. But I never really did that at home. I never really gathered my family together and opened the Bible and read it to them discussed for how it should change our thinking and living or spent time on a daily basis praying for one another the saints and the lost but these six points just changed my whole vision and when I saw that there really wasn't any other appointed person or anointed person by God in the Bible to teach and train their children other than the father and the mother I realized I needed to invest my life into the parents instead of into children's workers I'm not against children's ministry I'm not against children's workers, but I realize, have we abdicated the responsibility of the father in loving his family, first his wife and then his children, by opening the word and presenting it in the house on a regular basis? Over the past 30 years, I thought I had discipled kids, but I realized I didn't disciple anyone in an hour and a half a week. I may have discipled my own children because they saw me at home during the day and what I acted like during tough times and good times. But I never really discipled the children at church. I was just merely their teacher. I taught them the word, and then they went home. An hour and a half was with me. I taught them the word. And then for six days, they were with their parents. And the question is, did they teach them the word? Well, God's changed my heart. And that is, instead of investing into hirelings, invest into moms and dads. I call it the Family Bible Revolution. Do you think this could make a difference in our families? Do you think this could make a difference in our marriages? I do. Ten years ago, my wife left me and our children. I take full responsibility. I believe now that if I knew this truth and had done this at home about family worship and loving and caring for my family at home like I should have and putting the emphasis on family instead of my life at church, I could still be married today. No proof, but I think so. So, like John the Baptist said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I have. And I've changed my motive now in life. Well, how can I help myself with my family and children now, even though my wife has left, but I can still do a better job towards my children? But how can I invest with the materials and things that I used to do for children's workers, instead giving that to parents on how to have a godly home? I believe even if we did these six points only one time a day for five days a week, we could severely reduce the divorce rate and problems with troubled teens. I believe it's God's plan. I think it's a vision from God that started with Abraham that he promised God that he would command his children and his household in the way of the Lord. Abraham was the greatest evangelist that's ever lived. It was through him in this one simple truth that he lit the word of God in his home on a daily basis, that he became the father of many nations and was the blessing for all families. You and I are here today because of the evangelistic effort that Abraham did in his home when he lit that lamp. Well, how could we do these six points? Well, you could do it every day. You could do it Monday through Friday, or you could do it one chapter a day, you could do just the New Testament, maybe just the Old Testament or both Testaments. You could do the Gospels or the Psalms, Proverbs, Paul's letters. I recommend that somebody start with the book of John. It's not difficult. You could make up your own plan. Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 through 19 again to keep the vision before our eyes. Therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes, and you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. How do we do it? Open the Bible. Read it to the family. Discuss it for how it should change your thinking and living. Pray for one another, the saints and the lost. Do it at the beginning and the end of the day. Now you're trained, go do it. And that's based on Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 through 19. There's several other scriptures that mention about the twice a day too, in the morning and in the evening. This six-point list of instructions has the potential to change society as we know it. It has the potential to save marriages, save children, save youth, and save our nation. It has the potential to evangelize the world and make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And according to Malachi chapter 4 verses 5 through 6 and Luke chapter 1 verses 16 through 17, it has the potential to bring the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of children to their fathers. I believe it will be an end-time manifestation that ushers in the return of Christ. I believe this is something God is doing right now. How easy is this to do? Well, here's the question. How do fathers and mothers fulfill their biblical role at home? Point number one is open the Bible. Well, that's very easy. Point number two is read it to the family. Well, you could read one chapter or you could start with the book of John, or you could just start with a couple verses, maybe even one verse. That's easy. Point number three, discuss it for how it should change your thinking and living. Well, this takes no preparation the night before. It takes no Bible diploma or education. You do not have to fully understand it. You don't have to be a pastor or a priest. Just read it and discuss for what you think it means. God will help you because you're the one who's called, anointed, and appointed. Point four, pray for one another, the saints and the lost. Well, that's not hard. Just keep your prayers simple and sincere. It's very easy. Can you imagine doing that five mornings a week before they go off to school, spending five or ten minutes doing this? It'll change your whole family. Have your children pray for mom and dad. Have mom and dad pray for the children. Have the children pray for each other. And then pray for the saints and the lost. Not hard, very easy, but very effective. Point number five, do it at the beginning and the end of the day. And that's based on several scriptures which talk about in the evening and in the morning. In today's society, different schedules can be very difficult to coincide. Can you meet at least once a day for five days a week for 10 to 15 minutes? Well, this isn't the easiest point, but with determination it can be accomplished. The more you do it, the easier it will become. But if you can't do it twice all six days, even once for five days a week, I believe could make a huge difference. I think you do too. Point six, now you're trained, go do it. Well, that's not so easy, but you are trained. With a strong will and God's help, you can change your entire family. Well, what if it's just me and my wife? Well, great, she will love you for this. What if I'm a single mom? This can be done single mom. Your kids will love you for it. Even if there's no father in the home, the Bible calls you the master of the house who is to keep the lamp lit in their home on the lampstand. I believe any single mom could be just as effective with God's help. Well, what if I'm not married and I'm single and I live at home alone? Well, great, the Lord will love your time of fellowship with him. What if I'm a grandparent? Well, great, your grandchildren will love you for it. What if I'm just a guardian? Well, great, I think you already know the answer to that. You see, the anointing is upon the master of the house, the leader of the home. First it's the father, then the mother. But maybe there isn't a father. Maybe there isn't a mother. Maybe it's a grandparent. Maybe it's an adoptive parent. Maybe it's a foster parent. Well, God will bless whoever will get that lamp out, the word of God, and light it with their family in the morning and in the evening in this way. It's called discipleship. It's called bringing the word into the home. The father returning to his children and the children returning to his father. It's a prophetic word. As I said, Abraham was instructed, he obeyed, and he is the father of the faith. We're all here because of our spiritual father, Abraham. What did he do? He brought the word into the home. Everybody that was there had to gather and meet. What did he do? He opened it, he read it, he discussed it, he prayed. They prayed for one another, and then they went about their day. It's the Family Bible Revolution. Now you're trained. Calling all fathers, I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Masters House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site.